0: Welcome to the Word in 3D, where we're going deep into God's Word. Hosea 4 and 6 says, My people are destroyed from a lack of knowledge. Because you have rejected my knowledge, I also reject you as my priest. Because you have ignored the law of your God, I will also ignore your children. We're promoting the Word of God so that there won't be destruction. We're transforming our imagination and gaining an eternal perspective by reading, praying, and reflecting on God's complete word together. Out of depression, into joy. Out of bondage, and walking in freedom. Join us, the word in 3D. Let's go.
1: God, I just thank you for today. Thank you for waking us up and um, giving us health in our bodies to be able to be here and be present. Help us to be still in your word, to um, to be able to read your word, to be able to, to reflect on your word, to hear um, anything you would have us to hear, Lord. Open our ears, open our hearts, um, to, to meditate on those things that you would have us to hear. Um, please be with uh, Paola and Aaron and Lawrence, wherever they may be at this moment, Lord. Protect them and guide them here safely or wherever you have In your will for them to be, Lord. We thank you and we ask you for this in Jesus' name, amen. Amen.
2: Amen. Amen. So, today we have Proverbs 23 19 to 28. Uh, We'll be reading and listening to Ephesians chapter 4, verse 1 through 16, and also Isaiah 57. 14 to 59 21. So Ephesians will be the only one that we're going to be reading. So uh, just get ready for that Ephesians chapter 4 uh, verse 1 through 16 So let's do the first one we are going to Proverbs Oh, there's Aaron Uh, Proverbs 23 verse 19 uh, to 28 verse 28
3: Listen, my son, and be wise, and set your heart on the right path. Do not join those who drink too much wine or gorge themselves on meat, for drunkards and gluttons become poor, and drowsiness clothes them in rags. Listen to your father who gave you life, and do not despise your mother when she is old. Buy the truth and do not sell it. Wisdom, instruction, and insight as well. The father of a righteous child has great joy. A man who fathers a wise son rejoices in him. May your father and mother rejoice. May she who gave you birth be joyful.
4: My son, give me your heart and let your eyes delight in my ways. For an adulterous woman is a deep pit and a wayward wife is a narrow well. Like a bandage, she lies in wait and multiplies the unfaithful among men.
2: Let's reflect on that. Proverbs 23 start with verse 19 to 28. What stood out to you? What inspiration do we get from this passage? And what type of instructions do we get from this passage? And we're starting with... Pastor Aaron, good morning.
0: Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> um, yeah. So, what was uh, what was standing out to me is kind of towards the, the middle of the reading, and we're hearing that um, for the Father and the Son relationship, and talking about the wisdom when the Son has wisdom, um, it brings the Father rejoicing. You know, and, it, and it's making him happy. He's blessed by it. And I had this really interesting conversation the other day. We were, um, we were with my uh, my father on my wife's side. And we were just talking about how, you know, it's interesting when parents, um, when a father in particular, like, leaves the home or something, or he's not there for his kids, um, he misses out on feeling their love. He misses mm-hmm. out on feeling their um their adoration, their, their reverence kind of and appreciation of him. And so it's just interesting here seeing like when he's wise though, you know, and that comes from the father has taught him and trained him, you know, when he's wise, that brings the, the father rejoicing and it makes him happy. And it's just interesting thinking about the responsibility um, of a father and, and what God's word teaches us about, hey, if you do the right thing by your kid, you'll be blessed by it too.
2: Mm. That's good. That's good. Thank for sharing that. It it reminds me too of how God, uh, has joy when we do the right thing. You know, he rejoices, our father in heaven rejoices when he, when he, when we do the right thing and listen to him. I'm also reminded of that too, when you said that, um, Amen. let's go to Monique. Uh, what stood out to you? What inspiration did you get from this passage and what type of instructions?
1: Um, I guess I'm going to say 19. 19 to going into 21. Here, my son and be wise and guide your heart in the way. Um, and then it goes into not mixing, you know, with drinkers and um, glutton people. Um, could they will come to poverty for me. It's just, um, hear and be wise, it's very clear instruction to um, practice self control, um, you know, to, um, to always be thankful for what we have, and um, you know. Obviously, you know, drinking won't get us anywhere with the problems that we have. Or tribulations will face pressure, um, as well as eating. You know, um, and so for me, it's just it's just another reminder to practice self control, not to um, you know overindulge, and um, <clears throat> and that this 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 is is a way to be wise. Um, keep my heart in, in the right direction by practicing that
2: amen remember we got to be content knowing that god has everything for us in his will man amen uh david what stood out to you what inspiration did you get from this passage what type of instructions
5: Thank you. I just want to thank both of you guys who worked before me. Um, the, you know, reality, This really speaks to the the, the father um, and parent relationship in all ways, right? Like as my brother Michael said, obviously this also extends to our God, who is our Father, who who obviously will who rejoices when we are righteous and when we are wise and things like that. Um, that as it pertains to humans, is us, you know, I just feel like, you know, you know, 22, you know, um, yeah, 22, and listen to your father and don't despise your mother. What's amazing is like, <laughs> my mom, you to know, remember these things, like my mom used to say, like, you know, like, you know, God, God like children who listen to their parents and it's just like you know i i mean you know a funny thing in hindsight i probably thought she was just saying that you know um but to see that reality that is true you know um and the one thing i would say that it's never too late um to to change that approach with your parents you know i'm blessed to have a chance with my mother and I know I wasn't the the greatest child, um, as probably most of us weren't. But, um, you know, uh, as I go on my walk with God, I'm, I'm learning to I learn to observe and respect that relationship so that I can honor her through my actions.
2: Hey, man, there's something about honoring parents and honoring um honoring them that that God, he just looks at and is like, okay, yeah, I see. I I remember saying some stuff to my mom and I would think, oh man, that's not right. She's not saying what's right, you know, but then later on, you realize that (laughs) your parents are right about stuff. And so it's just like, uh, this is ancient wisdom. This is just like timeless. It's like, it's still relevant to for today, everything. Um, would you lead us in a prayer just to, that we just retain and remember um, all of this? Um, David, would you just uh, pray for us that we remember and even get a greater revelation on what God is showing us and telling us uh, today in this passage.
5: Lord, Lord, thank you. Lord, we magnify your name. Lord, we, we exalt you. And we lift you to the Most High, Lord of the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. You are the one and only, and rightly to be served, Lord. Thank you for life itself. It is written that one two or more god we know the Holy Spirit is present. Lord. Thank you for the word that you have delivered to us today. Yes, Lord. Lord in this word, we we are we are analyzing the fact that you know, honoring our parents, and recognizing our parents and our duties as parents, that when we can instill the the, the righteousness and wisdom that come from the word, and we can instill in our children, if we can do our part, that will bring joy. Lord, let us remind us that, God, you want us to live life abundantly. That means to live life in joy. This is possible in this world of wickedness. Joy is possible through you, Jesus, Lord, through the word, Lord. Allow these words to to give us the ability to recognize it's never too late to be the children we need to be to our earthly parents and our, our overall greatest father, you, Lord, and allow us to recognize that we have always have a chance to reconcile and redeem ourselves through Jesus, To be the children we are rightly supposed to be. And as good children, we are supposed to be stewards of the word so that we may pass it on, so that generations and generations shall be blessed because of the words that we are receiving here today. Allow these words to resonate and marinate and compensate for all that we don't have, and more importantly, grow through us so that we can have enough for everyone we meet. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen
2: amen thank you up next we have Ephesians chapter 4 verse 1 through 16 and I will start it off Uh, unity in the body of Christ as a prisoner for the Lord then I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you have received be completely humble and gentle be patient It. This is why it says when he ascended on high, he led captives in his train and gave and gave gifts to men. And I'm passing it to Pastor Aaron.
0: In saying he ascended. Amen. In saying he ascended, what does it mean but that he had also descended into the lower regions of the earth? He who descended is the one who also ascended far above all the heavens, that he might fill all things. And he gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds, the teachers, to equip the saints for the work of the ministry, for building up the body of Christ. Until we all attain to the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God. To mature manhood, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, so that we may no longer be children tossed to and fro by the waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by human cunning, by craftiness, in deceitful schemes. David.
5: The speaking, the speaking the truth in love may grow up in all things unto him who is the head of Christ, from whom the whole body, joined and knit together by what every joint supplies, according to which every part does its share, causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love.
2: Amen. Amen. Let's reflect on uh ephesians chapter 4 verse 1 through 16 what stood out what inspiration did we get from this passage and uh what type of instructions do we get from this passage amen and let's start Uh <laughs> are you here again aaron you're up back at it amen you're back at it okay so here we go
0: um when we hear about in, towards the end, verse 16, from whom the whole body joined together and held together by every joint, which is equipped, when each part is properly working, makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. So just framing this, this next portion with the idea that um, God created us all to work together as a unit, Each part, each joint is equipped and and when it's working properly, when it's fully fulfilling its part and its portion, it makes the body grow itself up in love. And I want to tie that back to, um, boom, like in verse one, we're told to walk worthy in your calling um, and be eager to maintain the unity um, of the bond, the spirit. So God is creating us just is really standing out to me. God created us to work together. Everything we need is in all of us, but he's also urging us. Paul's urging us here to make every effort to ke- keep that unity. We got to be careful, especially in society. There's so many things the enemy is trying to do to divide people. Um, we need to be so careful to make every effort to keep
2: unity so that we can be the body God called us to be. Amen. Amen. And that's what we're doing with the I Am Prayer Walk coming up. Um, and that's what we're doing with uh, many other events that were coming up with to go church. Um, Amen. Trying to keep that unity because the devil knows if he can divide us, you know, he has more power over us. And you know, I'm reminded of like I was supposed to be at a meeting last night with you and it totally blew my mind and i'm so sorry you forgive me for that <laughs> <laughs> no problem bro. um um i went uh we was talking about something um let me start this right here uh what stood out to me uh in this book right here you know bearing with one another in love verse two of chapter four be completely humble and gentle be patient, bearing with one another in love. Uh, we're human. We're, we're forgetful. You know, we have fumblings and stumblings. And uh, that's, it's like children, you know, when children are learning to walk, they don't just jump up one day and just be like, oh, I'm going to jump up and walk and run a marathon. You know, it's like they have to have a parent there that, that when they fall down, the parent gently picks them back up and helps them to strengthen their legs so they'll be able to stand on their own. Um, and I see it as the same way in this verse. It's like, you know, that's how God is, is is a, a, a loving, and that's how we have to be towards each other as a loving people that, you know, when we see people, when we see our brothers fall or something, we have to be there to help them stand back up and, and, and walk this life out. And contrasting with Proverbs, Proverbs says, do not join those who drink too much wine, uh, verse 20, uh, 23, uh, compared to this telling us to join together with people who are in unity in order to do good work. So on one hand, you know, we can do bad work with people or we do good work. So join in doing the good work. And uh, that's some good instructions. That's some good instructions. I believe I got from the scripture. Let's go with uh, David what stood out to you? What instructions did you get? What type of what type of inspiration did you get uh, from this passage?
5: Yeah, definitely. I just want to say thank you to both of you guys. You guys brought something um, made me really think. There. One, uh, I think from the bottom of eight. Therefore, he says, when he ascended on high, he led captivity captive and gave men these gave gifts to men, right? And then we go to eleven. And he said he gave some to apostles, to prophets, evangelists, and pastors and teachers, for equipping of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for edifying the body of Christ. You know, this speaks to what um, Brother Aaron is talking about, and what is amazing is that God did give us all these gifts. You know, you know God doesn't always call the equip, but He always equips the ones who He calls, and um, and what what's powerful about that is that, you know, it's the recognition that, you know, we are all wonderfully made, you know, fearfully made. So sometimes it's very easy to see the inefficiency or how we seem to see how we fall short. But what's powerful is that God has given us the gifts enough to do what we need to do and through working together, through the unity, through creating this quilt work and this network of the body, that we need to create this blanket to, to, to really warm this earth. And, and the only way we can do it is stitch together. And it takes people who are who are seamstress, who are people who are the glue. We need these people to bring us together so we can do the work of the, of the body as the Great Commission tells us to do.
2: I like what you said, Dave. About we need the people who are the seamstresses in the the glue. Uh, talking about leaders, bringing good leaders together. Leaders have to be there in order to bring people together of different, you know, colors and different, you know, patches together. Um, it takes really um, a skilled person to actually do that. So we need we need to pray more for those those people to come into our lives, and you know we already have them. So we just support them as well. Um, Monique, what stood out to you? What inspiration did you get from this passage? And what type of instructions did you get from this passage?
1: Um, it's inspiring to see just from verse 11 going on um, to even, you know, he's just, you know, like David pointed out in verse 13, you know, those, those people who are called to serve and who are well-equipped, you know, um, servants to work in, 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 the church and ministry, um, that ultimately the body of Christ is, is, is what's being, is what's being built stronger, you know, and, um, and that that's the goal in order to, um, to be, to be, um, you know, a, a church of truth, a church of love. And um, I like how it recognizes those high and well-equipped positions, but all the way to the children, you know, and it recognizes that the goal is that we should not all no longer be children, um, tossed and throwed, mm. um and easily tricked. You know, children. It says here, children are gullible, vulnerable, mm. easily victimized, and that the church needs to work diligently and moving babies in Christ onto maturity. Yeah. So the idea to to grow and to mature the church is the same as just you know the people who aren't as well equipped, but who are children of God mm. nevertheless yes, to grow them to the same maturity. Um, so that we're not we're not just going to church and toss to and fro without feeling like we're we're equipped to do that. What what looks like needs to be the ministry, you know, just the, that one goal of building the church, the building the people within the church.
2: Amen. I thank you for pointing that out, because, you know, at the beginning of this, it, you know, it's like bearing with one another and love and But then that's not where we end at. That's not where we stop. We actually go to this place to where it's like, yeah, like that. That saying goes: "God loves you where you at, where you're at, but mm-hmm. He won't keep you there." You know, He's always right. trying to push, you, pull you to greater uh-huh. heights. You know, and so that is our that is our calling: to to, to grow up, <laughs> to be fully mm-hmm. mature, um, and not to stay in the in the state that we're in. Um, Pastor Aaron, did you have anything else to say? Uh, if yeah oh there you go i'm not passing around his his other side
3: yeah (laughs) (laughs) i did want to i did want to um say something oh i can't find it oh there it is okay so uh for me it was ephesians 4 4 through 6 there's one body and one spirit Just, just as you were called to the one hope that belongs to to your call one lord one faith one baptism One God and Father of all who is overall and through all and in all. Uh, Yesterday, Aaron and I were watching a documentary called um, The Social Dilemma, and it talked about um, this concept of like fake news that spreads very fast on um, social media, like spreads faster than true news or, or things that are the truth. And what I just appreciate and what stands out to me here is that like truth isn't relative, you know, and in God, there's there's one god whether people acknowledge it or not um and he's overall and through all and in all and um it's just there's an encouragement and a call to unity and being unified and i feel if we all kind of made time um to discover uh, what that truth is and that truth that's in front of us and that truth that um is so like you know easily apparent uh, we would just have more unity but like i think. Aaron was saying earlier, you know, the devil comes to, you know, kill, steal and destroy. And that division is what he um is what he wants and, and how he wants to see us. But um this just reminds me that, you know, truth isn't relative and that there is one body, there is one spirit, there's one God. Um, and if we could just kind of come together uh to, to agree on that, we would just see so much unity in our world um throughout it.
2: Yeah. Amen. It, it reminds me of, I was talking to Dave Drum yesterday, and uh, his chapter three talks about both and like we have a Western worldview that divides things up. So, you know, we're more indiv- individualist. Yeah, I can't even say that word. <laughs> we're more individual based being um, group. And every worldview has its problems. But um, he was saying how that you know, individualistic um, worldview has us to overlook unity and um, realizing that there's good in the other side um, and instead of demonizing people with different views and, and not realizing it's both and not just, you know, this one or that one. Um, and I see that, like, if we understand it's, it's funny because it's kind of like. We're one in Christ, there's one Lord, one faith, one baptism. And what you remind me of Piola is just like, you know, we kind of realize that we're not separate in this. You know, we're together in this. We're all striving together. And um, Pastor Aaron.
0: Praise God.
2: Praise God. Just, um,
0: just real quick as we're going into prayer, you know, to that last point that you made, Michael, tying in and just reinforcing, um, what David, you said, it was beautiful about the patchwork. Um, and I think it actually ties just massively to what Monique said as well. Like when we're children, we don't understand that we're all patches of one quilt, but as we grow into maturity, we understand that. And when she was talking about going to, to and fro, I think about how you give a child an instruction and it's good for two minutes. And then it's like, Oh, squirrel. Oh, butterfly like just distracted, but when we're cake, <laughs> but when we're mature, we, we stay focused and then we're able to be that quilt um, that God called us to be, to be that blanket. So thank you for that. I'm just going to pray that heavenly father, God, thank you for giving each and every one of us a purpose and a place. Father, thank you for having a plan for each one of our lives, not only having a plan, but equipping us to do it. Father God, not just equipping each one of us to doing it, but putting us around people that will help strengthen us, help sharpen us, help hold us accountable, help push us. Father God, that we might be able to find a unity and that in that unity and in that harmony, there is your fullness. There is the realization of your plan and your purpose happening and manifesting on the earth. So Father, I pray that you would give us that wisdom, that you would cause us to walk in maturity. Lord God, I'm binding right now in the name of Jesus, those things that seek to deceive us, those things that seek to divide us, we bind them and we cast them out. Father God, those things that are keeping us operating in a, in a childlike mentality or an immature fashion, Lord God, I bind those things in the name of Jesus and I cast them out right now. I cast out a spirit of pride. I cast out a spirit of individualistic. I cast out that spirit that would just be so easily hurt and disenchantized and that they're gonna leave from the work. I cast those things out in the name of Jesus. And I lose love, I lose unity, I use cooperation, I lose forgiveness, hallelujah, so that when things rise up, we will be able to come together and, and stand in the face of obstacles and adversary. God, that it will all be for your glory, for your honor, that people will see you and know that you are God. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.
2: Amen. Up next, we have Isaiah 60, verse 1 to 62, verse
4: 12. Arise, shine, for your light has come and the glory of the Lord rises upon you. See, darkness covers the earth, and thick darkness is over the people, but the Lord rises upon you, and his glory appears over you. Nations will come to your light, and kings to the brightness of your dawn. Lift up your eyes and look about you, all assemble and come to you. Your sons come from afar, and your daughters are carried on the hip. Then you will look and be radiant. Your heart will throb and swell with joy. The wealth on the seas will be brought to you. To you the riches of the nations will come. Herds of camels will cover your land. Young camels of Midian and Ephah and all from Sheba will come, bearing gold and incense and proclaiming the praise of the Lord. All Kedah's flocks will be gathered to you. The rams of Nebaioth will serve you. They will be accepted as offerings on my altar, and I will adorn my glorious temple. Who are these that fly along like clouds, like doves to their nests? Surely the islands look to me In the lead are the ships of tarshish bringing your children from afar with their silver and gold to the honor of the lord your god the holy one of israel for he has endowed you with splendor foreigners will rebuild your walls and their kings will serve you though in anger i struck you in favor i will show you compassion Your gates will always stand open, they will never be shut, day or night, so that people may bring you the wealth of the nations, their kings led in triumphal procession. For the nation or kingdom that will not serve you will perish, it will be utterly ruined. The glory of Lebanon will come to you, the juniper, the fir, and the cypress together to adorn my sanctuary and I will glorify the place for my feet. The children of your oppressors will come bowing before you. All who despise you will bow down at your feet, and will call you the City of the Lord, Zion of the Holy One of Israel. Although you have been forsaken and hated, with no one traveling through, I will make you the everlasting pride and the joy of all generations. You will drink the milk of nations and be nursed at royal breasts. Then you will know that I, the Lord, am your Savior, your Redeemer, the Mighty One of Jacob. Instead of bronze, I will bring you gold and silver in place of iron. Instead of wood, I will bring you bronze and iron in place of stones. I will make peace your governor and well-being your ruler. No longer will violence be heard in your land, nor ruin or destruction within your borders, but you will call your walls salvation, and your gates praise. The sun will no more be your light by day, nor will the brightness of the moon shine on you, for the Lord will be your everlasting light, and your God will be your glory. Your sun will never set again, and your moon will wane no more. The Lord will be your everlasting light and your days of sorrow will end. Then will all your people be righteous and they will possess the land forever. They are the shoot I have planted, the work of my hands for the display of my splendor. The least of you will become a thousand, the smallest, a mighty nation. I am the Lord in its time
6: to bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes, the oil of joy instead of mourning, and a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. They will be called mighty oaks, a planting of the Lord for the display of his splendor. They will rebuild the ancient ruins and restore the places long devastated. They will renew the ruined cities that have been devastated for generations, strangers, will shepherd your flocks. Foreigners will work your fields and vineyards, and you will be called priests of the Lord. You will be named ministers of our God. You will feed on the wealth of nations, and in their riches, you will boast. Instead of your shame, you will receive a double portion. And instead of disgrace, you will rejoice in your inheritance and so you will inherit a double portion in your land, and everlasting joy will be
4: yours. For I, the Lord, love justice. I hate robbery and wrongdoing. In my faithfulness, I will reward my people and make an everlasting covenant with them. Their descendants will be known among the nations, and their offspring among the peoples. All who see them will acknowledge that they are a people the Lord has blessed. I delight greatly in the Lord. My soul rejoices in my God, for he has clothed me with garments of salvation and arrayed me in a robe of his righteousness. As a bridegroom adorns his head like a priest, and as a bride adorns herself with her jewels. For as the soil makes the sprout come up, and the garden causes seeds to grow, so the Sovereign Lord will make righteousness and praise spring up before all nations. For Zion's sake, I will not keep silent.
6: For Jerusalem's sake, I will not remain quiet till her vindication shines out like the dawn, her salvation like a blazing torch. The nations will see your vindication and all kings your glory. You will be called by a new name that the mouth of the Lord will bestow. You will be a crown of splendor in the Lord's hand, a royal diadem in the hand of your God. No longer will they call you deserted or name your land desolate, but you will be called Hephzibah and your land Beulah. For the Lord will take delight in you, and your land will be married. As a young man marries a young woman, so will your builder marry you. As a bridegroom rejoices over his bride, so will your God rejoice over you. I have posted watchmen on your walls, Jerusalem. They will never be silent, day or night. You who call on the Lord, give yourselves no rest and give him no rest till he establishes Jerusalem and makes her the praise of the earth. The Lord has sworn by his right hand and by his mighty arm,
4: Never again will I give your grain as food for your enemies, and never again will foreigners drink the new wine for which you have toiled. But those who harvest it will eat it and praise the Lord, and those who gather the grapes will drink it in the courts of my sanctuary.
6: Pass through. Pass through the gates. Prepare the way for the people. Build up. Build up the highway. Remove the stones. Raise a banner for the nations. The Lord has made proclamation to the ends of the earth.
4: Say to daughter Zion, See, your Savior comes. See, his reward is with him, and his recompense accompanies him. They will be called the holy people, the redeemed of the Lord, and you will
6: be called sought after, the city no longer deserted. Let's reflect on that, Isaiah 60, verse 1 to
2: 62, and then at verse 12 what stood out to you what inspiration do we get from this passage and what type of instructions do we get from this passage and let's go with payola
3: um okay okay there was a lot in here and i was uh, listening and not really reading but let me see if i can find um Uh, the part that I was talking about. Okay, so what um, stood out to me was um, Isaiah 61, two through three, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn, to grant to those who mourn in Zion, to give them a beautiful headdress instead of ashes, the oil of gladness instead of mourning, the garment of praise instead of a faint spirit, that they may be called oaks of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that He may be glorified, and um, it's just the um, encouragement and also the truth that this is what this is what we what we get when we turn to God, and when we when we put God first, you know He doesn't give us um, bad things, you know, in place of good things He gives us beauty, He gives us uh, joy, He gives us praise, He gives us um, righteousness. And so just the instruction to um, establish ourselves in the Lord and for him to be our foundation, which ultimately just points to him being glorified.
2: Right. That stood out to me, too. Actually, the, the verses before it leading up to that. Um, it is so true that <laughs> I love this. I love this chapter. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you for sharing. Uh, Aaron, what stood out to you? What inspiration, what type of instructions?
0: Amen, I'm I'm so encouraged and inspired. To me, truly, it's it's the very beginning of the passages that we read, Um, Isaiah chapter 60. Arise and shine your light, uh, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. For behold, darkness shall cover the earth, um, and the thick people and the thick darkness the peoples but the Lord will arise upon you and his glory will be seen upon you Um, you know arise I think when you're saying it's it like rise up and it made me even think about what's going on this weekend the uprising the conference but I'm just you know that was the call to action the arise and then everything else that was That was described throughout the rest of the reading you know he's pointing out what's going to happen when you arise you will be the light you will be like an oak tree you will be clothed in these beautiful garments of holiness and righteousness when you arise when you stand up when you turn back to the father and start walking in his ways start disciplining yourselves in accordance with his truth So relying on him, relying in faith through Christ into what it is that God's calling us into. And I'm just so encouraged by um, even this call right now, you know. um, Brother Michael, you've devoted yourself to uh, filling the earth with the knowledge of God, flooding it um, with the knowledge of God, you know. And I'm so blessed and encouraged that. Brother David, I'm seeing you just picking up the ball and just running with it. Um, Sister Monique and and, uh, First Lady, seeing you guys building and sharpening each other and how that's causing you to impact the community. And I just want to say that, you know, when we stand up and we start to shine our lights, there's no way that we can't affect change. There's no way that when we stand up and we arise that we won't impact those around us. God's called us to it and he promised that it would happen. So let us stand up
2: and take our place in Jesus name. Oh snap, arise and let the enemies be scattered. Arise and let the enemies be scattered. Yes, I see that, amen. David, what stood out to you? What inspiration did you get from this passage and what type of instructions did you get from this passage?
5: in a, a little bit academic way and and recognize that you know this is this isaiah is a prophet and he's speaking to the people what i thought is interesting is is you know the people have defiled and went against god and but god has always you know gone back through his mercy and has spared them and now god has delivered the new covenant but what is, what is interesting is let's go to 61 like from, I think from five on, it starts to talk about, strangers shall stand and feed your flocks, your sons and your foreigners shall be the plowmen. What he's really breaking down, think about when you're talking to a people who have gone through this. You see, this is a people now who, because of their transgression and God's wrath have now been the subject of everyone else. This was what happened to them. So in reality, he wants to say, God is going to reverse all these things. It's like, why go hard and break these down? Why would he want to say that the foreigner will be your plowman? Why would he say that the foreigners will, will, will shepherd your your flock? That's because that's what Israel was condemned to be, right? Through history, they were made to do these for other people. They became the slaves and the workers and to do all these for other people people because of because of their past transitions. But through God, through his mercy, he has delivered us. And obviously through Jesus, we're truly redeemed. But this is letting them know, let the people know that truly everything that you have gone through, God reverses. And like like Paola said, nothing, nothing that God does is halfway. He's going to do it full fledged. And the total opposite, but in greatness. So I just thought it was just powerful when you analyze what he's trying to break down to them. It's because this is what happened to them as people. And so they needed to hear that everything that was the worst that happened to you, you, it will be reversed, but it will be done in glory and righteousness.
2: Thank God that he reverses that curse, that we don't Mm -hmm. have to stay where we're at no he always he always lifts us up to a higher place amen Amen. and uh we have monique what stood um, out to you what,
1: what stood out to me is just um this joy um in in 1617 you know it's it's talking about building and and i see instead of bronze iron and wood Mm -hmm. all the things that you need to build something great he says he'll bring gold silver and bronze Mm -hmm. you know and it's just a reminder that he won't just give us what we need but he'll exceed that Mm -hmm. you know in in the most excellent ways um and I see, you know, like, like Aaron was saying about the light and going into verse 19, and it says, you know, um, that he'll be an everlasting light. Mm. Um, we won't need that. The, the sun and the moon won't matter because his, his, his light that, that we can receive is just far much greater. Um, and then going into 61, like the, the joy and 61, seven, and, and it talks about, um, you know that instead of confusion, we shall rejoice in their portion. Um, mm. You know, and and just this everlasting joy. So I get a lot of, for me, instruction to to recognize that, you know, it, maybe sometimes it's not exactly what we were planning for, but it's always exactly what we need, and somehow it exceeds it exceeds what we were thinking we needed. Um, and, and just the joy and the light that comes from that, that's, that's never failing. It's everlasting.
2: God is so good that he gives us more than we need. Kind of so good. He provides all that for us. Thank you for sharing that. Isaiah 61 says out to me, the spirit of the sovereign Lord is on me because the Lord has anointed me to preach the good news to the poor has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives and release from darkness for the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who, who mourn. Jesus actually spoke this when he was uh in the temple, when he, I believe, preached his first sermon, and then <laughs> they tried to throw him over the cliff because uh, he said something else. And they was like, oh, what? Are you talking about our country's not that great? What? And uh, but in this chapter, the Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is on me because the Lord has anointed me to preach a good new support. This is amazing because the Spirit of God is a thing that makes a difference. It's not us. It's not our skill or talent, but it's the Spirit of God working through our skills and talent that brings people freedom. And uh, just I just see this actually happening today right now where God's spirit is greatly upon um, Tucson. God is pouring out his spirit right now, here right now, so that we can proclaim that freedom. And we need to arise, uh, like Aaron was saying, mm. and in the pa- pastor saying, we need to arise so that we see God's presence here, and we see that freedom that will come. So that really stands out to me. That's the instruction uh, that God has given and put on my heart is that we just need to be present we need to rise we need to go and be in that place so uh,
0: we are the change
2: we are the change amen jesus is the answer right amen so i'm gonna close us in prayer um dear heavenly father we thank you god that you have called us to be a light and all we need to do is shine we need to reflect your light we don't need to be afraid or hide behind the bush or ashamed of, oh, this is who I, this is our Christianity. This is, you know, um, being different. You know, so many times people try to shame us from being different. Oh, you don't do that. or you don't do this. But no, I, I do this and I do that. And it's actually helping you. It's actually bringing you to the truth so you don't stumble in the darkness. Dear Heavenly Father let Thank us you, never be ashamed of how you created us uniquely and what you have called us to because what you've called us to Lord is actually the pre- preservation um, that's going to preserve this society and pres- preserve people and, and and not have them fall and and lose out on their inheritance in you. Lord we are trying to bring people back into the kingdom, those who have fallen away those who are not living up to that full potential, those who have, you, you have called to be priests and, and kings, but right now they're living as slaves. Lord, we want to break the chains off their necks so they can live out their God-given calling. Lord, we pray right now, make us those seamstress, make us those people who to knit people together, Make us your leaders, Lord, to bring this quilt together, Lord, through your spirit, not our power, but it's through your spirit, through your wisdom, that you give us the instructions to bring people together in love, to knit people together in harmony, like a beautiful symphony, like a beautiful song, each note in his right place, in his right time, in his right pitch. Lord, fill us up with that wisdom, fill us up with your spirit so we know And we see people, that we see people and that we see them as you see them. We see them as an integral part of your picture and that we restore them back to the places that they're supposed to be and not let them stay in slavery, not let them stay down in those dumps. But Lord, lift them up like you have lifted us up because you were lifted up to lift us up. Thank you, Jesus. We praise you and we give you all the glory. Amen jesus name amen all right y'all it is friday (laughs) praise god thanks for joining word in 3d we are going deep in god's word and uh we are going to meet again monday so uh please be sure to check out the bible in one year because it has all the readings in there though it's not read like this um it is in there and uh it is helpful. Thank God for you supporters, monthly supporters and one-time gifts. Adam Takeda, Shannon and Joe Lewis, Eddie and Mina Jones, Joe D and Dan Mayhew, Aaron and Pillar Scott, Sophia Williams, Troy Olson, David Kamara, Jesse Miller, Nehemiah Tracy, Charles Mays, Katie Randall. Love you guys. Thank you for your support. We are doing this thing together. And uh, also thankful for the people who gave and don't want to be mentioned. So God uses us all together in this in this thing. So yes, we will continue Monday. God bless y'all. Hope to see you out at the um, I am cha- I am the change and the uprising coming up Saturday. So uh yes, sir. Yes, sir. Peace out. Okay.